Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, everyone? Um, it's a beautiful day. I'm assuming it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Hi. It's this is Stradio Lab. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. I was trying to maybe take a pause there to see if something you know new would come out, and you know nothing did. But that's okay. Well, you know, this happens when we are recording an episode right after we finished. We finished five minutes ago record, uh, recording our previous one. And usually what happens is either we are so loosened up that we reach new heights of intellectual inquiry, or we are so talked out that we have nothing else to say. And even as I'm saying this, I'm like, which one is it going to be this time? No one knows. And that's the big mystery of this podcast. But I don't think we are out of words. I think we are. We actually need to set ourselves free from trying to make sense, trying to have points. I think it's so much pressure to like try to be correct. And I think we're forgetting that the goal of this podcast is simply to make noise. That's right. And that's why when you said like, oh, I was trying to let a silence land, I was like, no, no, we can't do that. That's not really (laughs) what this is about. That's sort of antithetical to the entire goal, which is to simply be talking. That's right. And in the spirit of the topic, in fact, that we're discussing, it is really fitting that this is the second, aka number two recording (laughs) of the day. I mean, I think there's an energy in this Zoom right now that is scaring me because 
I think we've decided on a, we, you guys have, you know, read the topic, you've seen it. uh, It's the title of the episode. You hit play, you know what the topic is. And yet we don't know what this is going to be. And we feel, uh, you know, do you already feel alienated? Like, did you see the topic and think, no, I'm skipping that one. Did you see the topic and think, finally, they're edgy again. You know, this is season one. They're, they're sort of being cool once again. This is difficult for me because to me, as a listener, this is exactly what I want. Like I want, I want this topic and I want this kind of, this kind of swing taking. And then in my own work, often I'm not brave enough to go there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is why it's so important to have guests because then we can sort of adapt to their sensibilities, which is honestly a lot of pressure. And um, I think it's actually really cool that we bring guests on and make them do the work of having a sensibility. And we just sort of get to say, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I I mean, and, and, and thank God, most of our (laughs) guests do have a sensibility. Not all though. Not all. The ones that don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, Beep this out. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. Okay. So, Um, but I, but I, wait, what was I going to say? Fuck. Well, I want to say maybe that we are sort of Mark Marining right now. And we're doing that thing where we are like teeing up the interview in a way that that's right. I think is kind of gross. I do hate when people do that. Okay. But a counterpoint, (laughs) I'm like, this is the first time I have felt afraid of, of a, of a, of a topic maybe ever. And that means that we're finally challenging ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> i guess because i do think it's the last taboo i think there's more taboos really like what war <laughs> i don't know i think if we were talking about war that could be kind of crazy um yeah, but war is so morally clear it's like well we're both against war yeah but what if the war is for a good reason i don't know if you remember world war ii george it actually was we like actually were fighting for something good for once well, yes, but like, <laughs> George, I don't know if you recall okay. the reason we got into World War II. It was pretty <laughs> serious shit, okay? Well, I, but, but here's the thing. The fact of World War II, the way that has teed up the rest of Western civilization, everyone almost has a nostalgia for World War II because they have a nostalgia for that kind of moral clarity. And we're never going to get that more, kind of moral clarity again. No. And at what cost? Like to get that moral clarity, we'd have to have something really, exactly. really bad happen. Yeah. Like this is what's sick about fetishizing World War II is <laughs> basically like people that are like, oh, remember World War II last time we were great. It's like, do you want to go back to that? Because guess what? People died. Lots of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't want that, but I. What? But I want. <laughs> you want something. You want some excitement. I want us to get along. I want us to have purpose. I want, I want that moral clarity. I mean, to me, it doesn't seem that hard to have that moral clarity. Like, I kind of thought, honestly, I thought COVID would kind of be that moment where everyone's like, did and you now really? we're, I kind of did, but I'm an optimist. But I did think it would be like, okay, we're like, we're, and there was a, like maybe a two week period where it was like, we're all in this together. But then it like very quickly fell apart. I don't think there was a two week period where everyone was all <laughs> in it together. I just, I, I think like, Basically, as soon as anyone gets any kind of more moral clarity, then that moral clarity is immediately, uh, you know, what's the word, Ta- you know, like taken advantage of. It's like, okay, well, how can we take advantage of this? We're going to sell masks for $5,000. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it didn't work. It's not, it wasn't, it didn't, the utopia of moral so, clarity <laughs> did not come. <laughs> and, and this is a difficult question is like, maybe moral clarity shouldn't be the goal. Whoa. 
What is the goal then? Moral ambivalence? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Is it morally ambivalent summer? Is that what we're Well, I just think it's like, well, moral clarity implies there's a good and evil. Maybe it's too big of a goal for good to prevail. Maybe the most we can hope for is that everyone's somewhere in the middle. What do you think? I guess that's fine. It just sort of feels that works for me. I Yeah, I'm fine with that. But I even moral ambivalence, I feel everyone being like somewhere in the middle is like kind of far away. Far away from the goal, which is to be good. No, far away from where we are currently. Oh, yeah, for sure. Evil has won. <laughs> but I think that's the pitfall of moral clarity. It's like, well, to have that kind of moral thinking, there will be someone who is evil. They have to. Sure, sure, sure. So we need like, we need to lower the bar. We need to stop searching for moral clarity. We just need like, like don't go for perfection. Go for like vaguely working. Yeah, you have to lead by example. You have to stop yourself from being too good at anything. And then once everyone does that, then everything will kind of, you know, everything will kind of meet around the middle. And then even people that want to be, you know, evil uh, super villains will be like, I'll just settle for being kind of a normal villain. Yeah, I'll I'll steal. Yeah. People will be like, there'll be pickpockets. There'll be like petty, (laughs) petty theft. People will be kind of, you know, cheating on their spouses. But there's not going to be murder. No, that would be over the line. I'm, you know, I've kind of convinced myself that this is correct. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I just, yeah. Just and you know what, like... the, what we're struggling with right now? Like this kind of doesn't make sense. That is the ambivalence. And we have to lean into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I went to see uh, Morbius on Monday. Whoa. <laughs> Which. And we didn't, and we didn't open with that. <laughs> Yeah, talking about burying the lead. And I think it's funny, our guest didn't come for good reason because that was sort of the night that the sort of active shooter was still loose in NY City. But I thought it was very funny to be like, yeah, there's an active shooter, but I bought a ticket to see maybe one of the worst movies of the year. I'm going to go see Morbius. Yeah. Very um, um, risky. Do you know what I did that. that night? What'd you do? You better believe I went to Midtown to see the opening night of Pamela Anderson doing Chicago on Broadway. Wow. How was it? She absolutely crushed. Really? I'm telling you. That's good. Good for her. Yeah. She's like talented. Well, she I think that the, the singing and the dancing were passable and I you could tell that she rehearsed. Obviously, she's never going to be a brush. She's not like Patti LuPone, but like, you know, they were passable. It was fine. But where she really was shining was in like her charisma and her comedic timing. Like she knew she has acted before, like, and also she is someone who has never had like a clear career. So she's always had to step up to the plate doing whatever needed to be done at any given time. So I think she like knows how to be put in a situation and then be like, all right, what are the marks to hit? Let me do it. She would not have lasting power if that wasn't the case. No, that's true. I do think it's, um, you know, we like to discount these people that have been famous for a long time. And it's kind of like, well, talk about ambivalence. You don't need to be the best. You just need to be able to do what's called for you right in that moment. Yeah. I think Pamela Anderson actually is a really great figure to look up to for my vision of a morally ambivalent world. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, she should be the leader. She should be the leader. Pamela for president, moral ambivalence will take over. It is funny because people are like, oh, you know, who would the the liberal Trump be? You know, who would be like the the left, you know, celebrity on the left who could like harness that kind of power and get people excited, but for good politics rather than bad politics. It's like, 
that's the wrong mentality. You need to find someone kind of down the middle. And I think Pamela Anderson actually would be a great president. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to vote for her. Why not? We, we already talked about nihilism and it's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Give it to her. <laughs> I'm really appreciating <laughs> that you're starting every sentence with kind of a resigned sigh. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's something's not connecting with my, my thoughts today. What do you think it is? Mm, I'm torn on like what direction to go when I speak. Yeah. Okay. I'm torn on like how to respond um, in a way that's like, you know, antithetical to our goal of sure. constantly making noise. But I, I am questioning like, okay, wait, is that even funny? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, you haven't like committed to a character for this episode. No, I am simply uh, my honest, uh, unperformative self. Oh God. Well, you got to change that immediately because <laughs> <laughs> that's simply not going to do. No, you're completely right. I failed this podcast. I failed our audience. I failed our guest. I failed Pamela who has mm -hmm. shown me that you can, you have um, to commit, you have to commit in, and you don't have to be the best. You just have to commit. And so I guess for that, I'd like to apologize. And I accept your apology. And I think we should bring in our guest so that he can speak to my apology as well. Yeah. I think we need to ask him if he accepts your apology. <laughs> So, um, please, without uh, any further ado, please give a glamour girl hitty hoo for Dan Licata. What's up, George and Sam? Uh, I just want to say I, I don't accept your apology. And one thing I did want to clear up about the Morbius uh, no-show situation is uh, I did that as a favor to my fiance, who is begging me not to see Morbius that night. She said, if you go out to see morbius and you get sniped i will be pissed off so i did not want to upset her trust me i don't know dan this to me it's like to throw a woman under the bus for i was gonna say the exact in, instead thing. of taking responsibility for your own <laughs> actions like Shoot. this is the kind of thing that, that a podcast like ours is fighting against i mean i i mean i'll get her in here right now and she will <laughs> She will back up everything I just said. She she was literally on her knees begging me not to go out that door into the good night to see Morbius. So if you don't if you don't believe me, you think I'm you know throwing her under the bus. I'll, I'll get her in here and she'll she'll throw herself under the bus. Wow, who can relate? Who who can't relate to that? <laughs> your wow. your annoying wife, oh, fiance, 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 yeah. <laughs> We got we got about six weeks before the the big day, so if, you know if you want to talk. Well, we slept. Want to talk me out of it? Yeah, yeah. This is yeah we slept down to ruin everything on this recording. Uh, well, you know, Dan, when you missed that Morbius screening, you know, I hadn't thought about there being a danger to it until that, and then I was like, oh, maybe this is stupid. Like, why am I on the train currently? I, there are two times when I thought I might die in a movie theater, and one was Morbius, and the other was Zoolander two. Both times I was like, fuck, why am I? Like, cause that was right after a shooting. And I was like, I don't want to die in Zoolander two. Ah, what a way to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what movie would you want to, I mean, yeah, it's it, the thing. The thing about that is it's like, if it happens when the credits are rolling, at least you got to see the whole movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I could die in one movie, Nomad um, land. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Something classy. But something fun. I'm trying to think. Classy and fun. Yeah, 35 hmm. millimeter restoration <gasps> of 
Yeah, I'm thinking like a seven. Ooh, like um, of, what's of, that? Like blowout or whatever that like. Blowout. Ooh, <laughs> like I watched something the, cool, like edgy, yeah. like. Dude, I watched the first three minutes of that movie last night, and then uh, with my fiance who had never seen it, and then guess what she says three minutes in? Oh yeah, I've seen this before. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm just she just, fucking ruins everything. Everything. Wow. But, uh, so yeah, what are your top five um, least favorite qualities of Eliza? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, where do I start? Number five, she's just so darn healthy all the time. It's like, hey, why don't you just? Why can't we just go to Pizza Hut or something? Yeah, smoke yeah, a cig. Yeah, smoke let me have a damn chicken tender for once in my life. Yeah, split a buffalo chicken pizza or something, you know. But uh, no. Nope, all right, she, look, so that, that strike one. All right, number five. What's number four? Yeah. Uh, number f- <laughs> number four. Um, we're not the same height, which would be nice because then we could balance a, a piece oh of wood on God. our heads. Try growing taller. I know. Or where you know there are shoes for that. Yeah, she there's should sh- wear heels. There's shoes for that. Look, if I could get shorter, I would do it in a heartbeat. But that's just not how. No, no, no. I can't. Uh, I men can't, get, can't sh- get shorter. Women have to grow taller. <laughs> exactly. You guys don't have to deal with this All crap right. thing. Too healthy, <laughs> refuses to wear the correct shoes so that she can be as tall as her male partner. What's number yeah. three? Um, number three, let's see. Um, this is cruel. We're really making you go through. It's five is like too many. I- <laughs> yeah, she won't get any of the tattoos I suggested. Yeah. Her. Yes. I'm trying to get her, her to out. Get- Get some NFL team logos on uh, two sleeves of the uh, AFC on one yeah. and the <laughs> NFC on the other. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Flatly refuses. I said, I'll pay for half. She still says no. That's so messed up. And yeah. you did the right thing offering to pay for half because that's, <laughs> you know, that's like evolved. It's like, you're not going to pay for all of it. That would be so condescending and like chauvinistic. Like you're saying, no, I'm going to pay for half. Like you are your own person. You just have to get the tattoos I request. Yeah, like let's go Dutch. That's so nice. Let's go Dutch on altering your body in the ways that I choose. Like that is 21st century. Yeah, that's what I I thought the same thing. So yeah, all right. What do we man? So far, not painting a a generous portrait. Yeah, (laughs) two two to go. Okay, number two. Um, let's see. You know, I I really have been trying to get her to let me do a Sin City themed man cave in the apartment and nice. i know it's there's not a lot of rooms you know in the in the place yeah, uh, yeah. so you know i'd say we'd have to sacrifice maybe the bedroom or maybe you know the living room kitchen yeah. the living room kitchen something <laughs> like that but uh again flatly refuses all right well, um so and, she doesn't want you to have interests she That's doesn't want crazy. me to have yeah yeah she just wants you to like what she likes like you know you start a movie she's like seeing this one turn it off you know, you want to make your kitchen Sin City themed? She's like, that's where I cook. Exactly. And it's like, what What do you cook? Healthy, healthy food. Again, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, not to now, back to yeah. now we're back to number five. So, well, without further ado, um, drum roll, please, for uh, <laughs> the big number one thing. This is it. The moment you've all been waiting for. Dan Licata's number one thing he doesn't like about his fiance. Well, she just is very complimentary to me a, a oh, lot and oh brother sometimes you know that. we're Here we we're go. comedians we 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 kind of thrive off this roasting each other That's you right. know mm-hmm. and um you know she just she never uh calls me a 
a little deadwood looking ass bitch or anything like that. And, um, and she knows that that's what you want. Like that, yeah. you know, it's just, I, I have sideburns and a mustache for a reason. Cause I want, I want you to take my ass to clown town. But right. It's like, Oh, you, you look handsome today. And it's just like, just fucking roast me for yeah. once. Yeah. Go, go least full Lampinelli on my ass. Right. For once. <laughs> yeah. Would queen of mean, please. Queen of mean. And it's crazy, you know, you've made all these choices, you know, and you keep altering the way you look desperate for her to roast you. At this point, you know, you are wearing your shoes in the wrong feet. They're the wrong Mm -hmm. size. You know, Mm -hmm. you'll wear kind of like a a weird like maid's uniform with the nipples cut out. And you'll be you're walking around like that all day in the home. And yet she and that she says, you know, I just want you to know I'm grateful for you. I'm spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on these (laughs) custom made costumes you know mm-hmm. uh you know like loki from thor you know it's uh you know i spent all this money on the loki costume at least at least my drag my ass through the mud over it but no she goes oh that that's fun maybe maybe we could do a couple's costume for halloween mm-hmm. oh, and God. God. she doesn't get it that's not about the couple's costume it's about yeah. humiliating yourself yeah it's, it's a kink it's a kink <laughs> She's kink phobic. She's sex negative. She's sex, she's sex negative. negative. She's, she's anti art because she doesn't want a Sin City themed kitchen. Um, you know, it's she's like, quite frankly anti intellectual. She's anti intellectual. <laughs> she's also ableist because she doesn't want to grow taller. Yeah. yeah. And she's reactionary. And she's reactionary politically and yeah. aesthetically. <laughs> She voted for Trump twice. So yeah. What else? Well, that's okay. I mean, we all did, but like the rest <laughs> yeah, of the stuff yeah, you said, oh, it wow. adds up. It all adds up. At it the end it of does. The day. Yeah. And you know, it just if if there if there happens to be a if a number six happens to present itself between now and May twenty seventh, I might I might have I might have second thoughts about uh, going through with this. Damn. Wow, well, the pressure's on. I'm sure we'll, we're all going to be waiting with bated breath. To see I really hope she'll walk down that aisle. Yeah, yeah. I hope she listens to this because I know you haven't had the courage to say any of this to her face. <laughs> yeah, she no. thinks everything's going fine. Yeah, I, I've kept this all to myself really until now. So thank you for asking. Honestly, yeah. no one's that. Yeah, yeah. No one's ever asked me. And the trauma builds up. You know, the body remembers. The body remembers. Mm-hmm. Well, and like that's the problem with like modern day media is like they're so like you know, scared to go there. And, you know, because we have this podcast, we, we made a vow to each other that we would never be afraid to go there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and thanks for stepping up because a lot of people, when we ask them to rank the, the worst five things about their longtime partners, they'll say like, no, like we're happy, but not, not you. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer any question you, you guys ask me to the best of my ability. So Nothing is off limits. Yeah. I ain't afraid to go there either. Wow. Um, and I wasn't afraid to go see Morbius either while there was a, a gun, a gunman on the loose. It was really just out of respect for a woman that has little to no respect for me. So, <laughs> Well, Dan, you missed an incredible film. <laughs> I've heard. Uh, I've heard. <laughs> what is Morbius? Um, Morbius is the new, it's like a new superhero movie where he's a, it's Jared Leto and he's a vampire, but it's like, it was so bad. It felt like, um, well, yeah, <laughs> but it was like bad in a way. Like it didn't even like hit the superhero marks. It was like, felt like stock, like 
uh dialogue half the time like they tried to have like two funny like policemen that were like investigating morbius and they tried to give them banter but it was truly like yeah we haven't figured out their personalities yet but then they shot that version of the script there was a riff that i just have to say this there was a riff that the policemen said to each other where they were like he drank 36 bags of blood last night and he was like that's like drinking 36 bags of beer when was or bottles of beer when was the last time you had 36 bottles of beer heck when was the last time you had any beer and it was like none of this has been established as like he's doesn't drink he's or sober like, yeah <laughs> that was their way of introducing that the character is sober and just like just completely the riff bombed so hard there were so many bombed jokes that it was insane the cutscene at the end, this like villain from a Spider-Man movie came in and he was like, hey, I don't know how I got here. Something to do with Spider-Man. Anyway, would you like to team up? And it was like, that's <laughs> I, I'm sorry. And I don't, I don't, you know, listen, I don't want to be kind of condescending or pretentious, but like as someone who doesn't watch these movies, this is what I imagine they're like. <laughs> it's kind of like with musicals where people will talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's like I kind of imagine every musical is like Glee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can't, I mean, yeah, they can be better done than this. Like, this is a particularly worse done one. Well, you heard it here first. Morbius is not going to save cinema. Well, I honestly thought it would be like funnier. And I was kind of disappointed that it was just like straight up boring. Yeah. You were hoping for a a room type experience. Yeah. 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 Room like the, oh, oh, the room. Yeah. Not not, not room with Brie Larson where she's kidnapped. And the, what was that little boy's name? Uh, Jacob Tremblay. Yes. Yes. And then he, he did that movie about the boy with the fucked up face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, he's, uh, he's my favorite actor. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. The boy with the fucked up face. Should we do our first segment? I think that would be for the best. George, can you introduce it? I just can't do it right yeah, now. Yeah, of course I can. <laughs> Dan, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we ask you a series. We gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how it works. You just have to go with your gut. Okay. Sam, take it away. Uh, Okay, Dan, having a Harry Potter tattoo or having the mark of the beast? Uh, Mark of the beast is... Okay. Wait, I'm saying which one I like better. That, is that, that see, sounds like a follow-up is, question? This is a follow-up question. <laughs> All right. What? What's my? Uh, I was about that's to ask question. what's my punishment now. But that's <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, this no. is like Jeopardy, where I have to phrase it like a fucking sentence. Exactly. <laughs> Dan, your kink is like getting in the. Why do you want everyone to like punish you and degrade you? It's like we're Excuse me. trying to do a podcast. Him, I, now you're being you're being like like Dan's toxic fiance and not appreciating that that he wants to be humiliated. Yeah, <laughs> just. I, I get kink shamed enough. I just want to enough come at, here in a home. <laughs> you don't want to also get kink shamed at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, uh, Dan. Oh wait, did you make a final decision? Yeah, I, Mark of the Beast. Okay, uh, six six six. I'll go with that. <laughs> okay, Dan. Now that's what I call music, or I can't believe it's not butter. Hmm. Now that's what I call music. Hmm. Okay. Best way to a man's heart is through his stomach, or diamonds are a girl's best friend. I mean, stomach, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had to tell okay. Dan, having coffee breath or having the coffee shits? 
off his shits. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't... That's a little uh, precursor to the to the discussion yeah. that's about to happen. Okay, Dan, playing Smash Bros or watching Bang Bros? Uh, playing Smash Bros. Hmm. All right, Dan. Borat saying my wife or Megan McCain saying my father. Ooh, uh, this is controversial, but I'm gonna say Megan McCain. Mm. Gotta love her. Go with, Gotta go love with her. Meg. Gotta go with Meg on that one. Uh, okay, saying you have a smooth brain, saying you have brain worms, or asking for the help and care you desperately need. Uh, smooth. Mm. All right, being a mama's boy, being a daddy's girl, or marrying your cousin. <laughs> Uh, marrying your cousin. Nice. And you thank know, you. And yeah. thank you, Dan. Of course. I, it should be destigmatized marrying your cousin. It's legal in New York State. I mean, you oh. can marry your, you can marry really your knew, first cousin. You really knew that right off the top of your head. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you, you deal with all sorts of uh, abuse all day long. You start looking, start <laughs> looking hey, for uh, alternatives. <laughs> I know my cousins are nice to me, at least, you know. Yeah, they'd let you have a Sin City-themed kitchen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was just going to compliment Dan's performance because I feel like in the beginning he was getting his bearings and, and kind of hadn't figured out how it worked. And then by the end, I mean, you know, it was, it was like Rocky on the steps uh, cheering and and punching his fists in the air. I mean, to, to see that kind of growth just in the span of a few seconds was inspiring and humbling. I really gained a lot of confidence yeah. in a yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. yeah scary amount. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I could, I amount could, of I could, only a man could gain in that limited yeah. period. I could lose. Uh, you could say one thing to me, and I'll lose it right away. So you know, it's <laughs> it's not permanent. But uh, yeah, those are good. Man, haven't thought about Megan McCain in a minute. Let me tell you, I'm no. glad you brought. I'm glad you reminded yeah, me that she yeah. exists. So, uh, you know, Megan McCain and Megan Trainer seem like cousins in my mind. Yeah. Do they spell their name the same way? Yeah, they spell their name the same. That's why that's why Sam gets <laughs> <Yeah>. confused. <laughs> they also are similarly like I feel like they have like similar tones. They're all like a, they're both like kind of mad, but like not really. And it's like kind of why are you mad? Like what do you have to be upset about? Really? Very true. Yeah. They both like start out a start out firing on all cylinders, being mad, and then you ask one follow up question, they're like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw the first time I saw what Megan Trainer looked like. I definitely was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a Republican for sure." Yeah, yeah, it's weird because she she is like actually a Republican, right? No, is she? She's married to the or I don't know the kid from Spy Kids. Spy Kids, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, she she at least reads so Republican. It's hard for me not to. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say without doing any research, I think Megan Trainer is not a Republican. In fact, I bet you if you were to look at her social media, she probably has thing kind of like, uh, you know, maybe like a graphic that's like, who cares who go like, <laughs> who cares how someone <laughs> identifies as long as they drink wine? Hmm. I hope you're right. I hope but you right. don't think so. You think you go, you think you're going to go to Megan Trainer's Instagram and it's going to be Trump memes and anti-vax conspiracy theories. No, that's I think it's going to be nothing political, but in a way that's like oh, on that close I friend. Like, there's some Trump oh, on the, clo- on the close friend. She's like, she's like, kill all gays. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is actually kind of probably not to do your job for you guys, no, no, please. but this Uh-oh. is probably a great segue into the topic at hand. Cause I, I saw recently, on Twitter that like she and the spy kids boy have like side-by-side toilets or something. Yeah. They have side-by-side toilets. And do you you know about the Sam, right? I did see this. 
Yeah. This is like like old, right? It's old. It happened like a few months ago. And she said like they, you know, there's like a quote that was like, we poop next to each other. And then everyone was making fun of it. And then she had to clarify. And she was like, um, just to clarify, we did that once and you know, we're not going to do it again. Like we generally just pee next to each other. And sometimes I poop and he's like there because we want to talk. That's still weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how long does it take her to shit? Like you, I mean, what would you, how how long would you say your average shit takes? Like two minutes. All right, and now we're and, and you know what? There's now no going back because we're now getting we're now getting okay, into wait. it. Let's start. Okay. Let's start. Should broader. we set ground rules? Okay. <laughs> First of all, Dan, uh, like, I want to know. Let's start really basic. Okay. Is shitting straight. I think shitting is straight. Yeah. T- say and, say a little like I, I you know and and we'll we'll talk about this more but. Why would you say shitting is straight? Um, okay. So would you say, so in my mind, like shitting is straight, peeing is gay. Agreed. Um, and I think why I think that is because my thesis for that is, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, <laughs> like it, you know, shitting smells horrible and mm-hmm. that's like a straight, straight, straight men typically smell bad. Totally. Yeah. Right. Sure. I sure. Mean, uh yeah i think it really come that that's the that's the uh really it comes down to the smell for you <laughs> mostly smell i think yeah, yeah it's the gonna appearance be the smell too like i mean aesthetically aesthetically it's like you know shit is not a great color like no one's no you know sure it doesn't match with anything you know what i mean it's like just yeah aesthetically not appealing it's so. not no yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not aesthetically appealing. It's kind of an eyesore. Yeah. I mean, you I, won't see shit in my apartment. That's right. Sure. You wouldn't want I mean, you would never want to just like have shit anywhere that isn't the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally. Yeah. Unless you're into that sort of thing, which, which you know, I, these no straight guys, here. these straight guys, I tell you what, they'd be hanging their shits up and say, this is decor. It, it's well, true. Yeah. Yeah. People it, will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these street guys will hang their shit up over the mantle and say, that's my decor. It's like, Whoa. no, keep that in the bathroom. <laughs> the toilet specifically, darling. <laughs> you know, this re- I mean, that reminds me of a, an old friend of mine. I had this buddy in high school, Trevor Smith, who was kind of like my partner in crime. And uh, he uh, would do this thing. It was like pretty incredible, actually, where he would like come up to you in class and very nonchalantly be like, Hey man, whenever you get a chance, go check out the water fountain in the music hallway. Or he would say like some location within the school and you would go there. Oh no. And there would always be a perfect piece of shit. Just like perfect length, perfect appearance. Like, (laughs) and you'd be like, how did he get that there without anyone notice? It was like, he was like Banksy in our school. Cause it was like, you know, it was so impressive and it was always just like so immaculate and, yeah well he was a true one-of-a-kind talent Trevor what's he Smith. up to now you know we lost touch uh i really we went separate we went separate ways well you uh, know dan i hear he has a message for you check your second drawer <laughs> oh, fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> that would be that would um, be good I, did you so you mentioned also you have a personal experience that is related to this topic that potentially could be relevant to share is this an unsmooth way to to go into it i do feel like we're being no. oprah right now but no no i mean like 
I guess this is a, a good way to transition into that. Cause like me and Trevor Smith, we were kind of like the class clowns in our, in our school. And, you know, uh, I got a video camera for my 15th birthday. So immediately I was like, time to start putting together the stunt reel. So mm-hmm. we would film ourselves doing things in school, like going down a flight of stairs in a sled. And, and Trevor school. is the guy with the shit in the water fountain. Trevor's the shit guy. Yeah. Um, so you were more did, of the cerebral intellectual comedic mind. And he went right. He did more kind of gross out humor. He was more the Dave England of the, of our, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh two-person crew and i was more of the johnny knoxville i suppose sure, but sure. um somebody's gotta be the star someone's someone's <laughs> gotta step up to the plate but uh yeah so like this is uh, this is a long preamble in order to get to the shit part so you'll have to forgive me but Please. hopefully it'll be worth it we're trying to get footage for our stunt reel one day i was like all right i got something good we went to my friend's house you live next door to this church and so I climbed on top of the church with an umbrella and um, uh, I basically ran and jumped off of this 25 foot building. Uh, and it took about a second for me to fall 25 feet. And uh, I hit the ground and it sounded like an oak tree going through a wood chipper. And I looked at my legs and they just looked like rubber. They looked like no form to them whatsoever. They looked like two burmese python sticking out of a pair of vans it was just oh, there was no. blood spurting out of the side where the bone was poking through it was, oh. it was it was fucked up so it turns out they were broke and uh, <laughs> and uh i was in cast for like 14 weeks and the one of the most annoying parts was like i couldn't get into the bathroom to shit or piss because mm-hmm. the the casts were above the knee so i was like confined to a hospital bed in my living room and um, if I had to take a shit, I had to use this commode next to the hospital bed, which for those of you listening, if you don't know what that is, it's like a toilet seat with a garbage can attached to it. So if I had to shit, I would have to like tell everyone to leave the living room. I'd shit into the garbage can. My mom would take the trash bag, throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was kind of annoying. But uh, the one like cool part about it was like all the like hottest girls in my grade would like felt bad for me. So they would come and visit and like, bring me cookies and watch a DVD with me Which you know, these, these, they, they didn't, wouldn't have given me the time of day before this, but now I'm like a local celebrity. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, start shitting in a bag. People will come out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one day I was like, I was like, I forget what I ate, but I like really fucked my stomach up and I was like about to take a shit, but then the doorbell rang and like three hottest girls from my grade walked in. So I was like, I'm like holding it like as long as I possibly can. Like, you know, they brought over a DVD of mean girls. So we're like watching mean girls. And I got like 45 minutes into it and I was like truly about to explode. So I was just like, guys, uh, you know, these drugs they've got me on, they're making me kind of sleepy. So I think I'm going to take a nap and they're like, okay, uh, well, we'll leave. My dad's like, all right, I'll give you girls a ride home. So like, they leave and I just like start shitting my brains out and it's like going on for like quite a while. And then like maybe 15 minutes later, like I hear the garage door open and then the garage door leads right into the living room. So I hear the garage door open. My dad walks in and right after him is this girl I had a crush on at the time. He's like, Hey Dan, her parents weren't home. So I brought her back here. And like, we locked eyes as like, you know, I'm like taking a huge shit and like she she just like ran out 
the door and from where I was sitting, from where I was shitting, I could see her run <laughs> out of the house and down the street and then didn't see her again for some time, but she was never found. Yeah, she disappeared. Wow. Wow. Well, that is crazy. You lived such a like American teen life. That's like <laughs> that's your takeaway. <laughs> Sam, Sam is like, wow, that's so all American. <laughs> well, I felt like I was watching a movie the whole time. Like I was like, it was cinematic for sure. It was definitely cinematic. And like, I, I, I really was. Yeah, it was a movie. It's, you know, going my back life, to what movie I would want to be watching, what movie I'd want to be watching while I died. I would love to be watching footage of exactly what you described happening. Yeah. The Dan Licata story. Yeah. Dan, how old were I you? I was 15 at the time. Uh, and um, yeah, so footage, I mean, like if you wanted to watch it, the footage was <laughs> taken by the police. Like they took the video camera and like one of the cops forced my mom to watch the tape. In the oh, the hospital. tape of you falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh. tape of me breaking my legs. And he forced my mom to watch it in the hospital. And he said, uh, maybe if you'd been a little more attentive, this wouldn't happen. Oh, and my like, God. It's just totally as if we need another reason to hate cops. There I mean, go. truly real. Like, yeah. I mean, that's... I did hear I did hear a room. This I don't know if this there's any truth to this, but I heard this rumor because they confiscated it. I never got the tape back. But then Years later, I met this girl and she was like, my brother was in a scared straight program in in Buffalo and they showed the tape to like these. Oh, my God. Wait, it's crazy. So that tape now belongs to the local government slash police, I guess. I don't know if I don't know if that was true, but this girl I met randomly like knew who I was and like. Well, you were famous from the tape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I did make the local newspaper for that. Ugh, I wish, I wish I had saved that newspaper clipping, but uh, yeah, I, they, she said that they were using it as like a scared straight tactic yeah. and like for these like troubled kids. So I don't know. That's pretty, well, at least that's maybe, true. It, maybe it did some good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to like go, I feel like this story is such a good way in to what the meaning of shit is. And the two things I'm getting from it are a, I think it really encapsulates how shit is the ultimate shit. Shitting is the ultimate private act. Like it is no matter how liberated you are, it is something that you do in private. Like, whereas peeing, you know, uh, you know, you could stop at the side of the road, even no matter what your genitals are, what your gender is. I feel like, you know, it is, there are certain times when you're going to have to pee by a tree. There's something about shitting that kind of makes official the public private binary. No one, no one is shitting in public. That is, um, it is immediately not respectable. And then the second thing is that it's tied to a certain kind of like humiliation, like the ultimate humiliation is shitting oneself. Yes. Or and getting I, slimed at the kids yeah. choice awards is a close <laughs> yeah. second, I think. Like, and but, both of those things are straight, like, because they are both like shame based and it's kind of like, it's like you are ashamed most of that, which is at your core, like of, it's like, you're literally ashamed of your own humanity because the thing <laughs> that unites all of us, all it's literally, as the book says, everyone poops. And yet it is the most shameful possible thing, more so than anything that makes you different, more so than anything that makes you other the most shameful thing is literally the thing that makes you human. That's that's so deep. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of blew my mind a little bit there. 
<laughs> you know, he'll do that to you. It's that that Ivy League education. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Sam, I, I want to hear what, what are you, where are you, what came up for you during that story? Well, to me, I'm more like, yeah, the shame of it. I'm more like, how did you feel about even like, I would, the privacy of like a hot girl is one thing. I'm like the privacy between like your parents. I feel like I would struggle so much with like having my mom take my shit every single day. And I don't think it would like, I wouldn't, I can't imagine doing that genuinely. Yeah, I mean, if it, you just feel like a a child again, you know, you feel like a baby again. You know, it's very inf- infantilizing mm-hmm. to have your mom handle your shit again. How long did it take you to get like used to it? Like, <laughs> uh, maybe a couple of weeks, and then and, and then, then you was, and then you were just like, fine. ding ding, more shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do. Uh, we get used to anything, so it's like it's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, she got very comfortable with it too. You know, she'd make jokes, be like, "That was a heavy one." You know, like, it, <laughs> oh it no, got, no, that's great. I love that. Yeah, no, Ugh. she made she made the best of it, and like, you know, she'd have to dump my piss in the <laughs> in the toilet, and she, you know, what did she say? She's like, "Bet you got another pot of gold for me or something like that." <gasps> oh so my she, god, she had a good, she had a pretty healthy attitude. <laughs> wow, talk, what a chill person. That's impressive. Yeah. Shout out to Jane. Yeah. Shout out to Jane. Big shout out to Jane. I guess like in a broader sense, like I I'm wanting, <laughs> we can't talk about shitting being a straight thing without also talking about like anal sex as a gay oh, thing. Well, I'm sorry. I you're know. trying to take the you sex gonna, out of it and you, you can't take the sex it. out you're of right. it. You're right. And that's like where, like, I literally was hoping you wouldn't do this, but because, because it, because I was, afraid like because i still even after even after i told myself no george you have to commit to this topic like you are an artist and right now the task at hand is to talk about shitting with regards to sexuality but still i was like i don't i don't want to cross that line yeah well and it's also complicated and i you know sometimes we can change our personalities a bit when we have a straight guest we want yeah no it's um, true i was like i was immediately like yeah, dude. So it sucked when that hot chick saw you shitting. <laughs> and I forgot, like, wait a minute. Shitting's about sex. Shitting can is and I do think that's also why it's a, a straight thing, because it's like shitting is like that is what the ass is for. Mm. And I feel like and not obviously straight men use their asses for sex too uh in in some ways some do and some don't what le- lesbians as well i mean two girls one cup one of the most famous <laughs> videos of all time i mean the yeah, a sadly- story of beautiful lesbian <laughs> queer love yeah two girls, that was, one cup. That, was <laughs> a, that was a really beautiful story that's actually what that's what Portrait of a Lady on Fire is based on. <laughs> yeah, I wish it had won the Oscar. So I, I'm i glad you brought this up, Sam, because to me, it's like, okay, so what I was saying before, like, shit establishes a separation between the private and the public. Shit is a source of shame, whatever. So then what does it mean to queer that? It means to situate shit as a site of sexuality, as a site of liberation, <laughs> as a site of expansive human experience. It's like you are, it's the definition of reappropriating something bad and making it into something good. 
I don't know. I can't speak for, you know, Dan's experience and others out there, but it's like, I, and I can't even speak for you, George, but I feel like I almost obsess over shit and try to make my like shits <laughs> perfect. Like I'm like always like experimenting with new fibers and new probiotics and being like, okay, we're going to get it so that like my asshole is always perfect because mm -hmm. my shits will always be perfect. And I feel like it's a much more, it's a different relationship to your shits than <laughs> potentially that a straight guy would have where it's more like, this is my nasty thing. Like this is the thing that's gross and I just shit it out. And I, I think we have like, like we it's that's where it is different is like that's shit. Like what I'm doing is uh, it's science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's similar to like working out or something. It's like, well, you're given, you're given a body and then the the gay male impulse is to change it so that you don't feel shame. Yeah. Use a squatty potty. <laughs> I've got a squatty. I've got yeah. a squatty. I've got a bidet. I mean, it, oh. yeah, the accoutrements alone are a small fortune. <laughs> I mean, I can never work in an office because unless they get the right toilets, I think it's barbaric how <laughs> the lack of squatty potties and bidets in this damn country. Well, you should bring your own every day. You you can come into the office with your own bidet and come. I'm literally not opposed. Yeah, they do have those little portable ones now. Those like uh, what are they called? Uh, I forget what they're called. Well, but put I think one of those in like... your backpack and then make your way to Thirty Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet if you got a, I bet if you got a, uh, you know, those like neti pot things is like, uh, uh, yeah, for your nose. Yeah. You could probably, that would be yeah. a, a neti nice your hole. substitute. Yeah. <laughs> just hole. Stick it up your ass. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could stick a neti pot up your ass. Sure. Uh, yeah. Why not? Oh, what? Who's who stopping cares? you? So what? Literally. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Um, George, how do you feel about everything I just said? Yeah, no, I mean, I understand. I understand what you're saying about like uh, seeking control over the biological. But I also think that it's almost like then you have to let go of that, too. Like, I think that's like that's also fear based. That's true. But it's not, it's not fear based, I would argue, as much as like just wanting wanting to be the best. Yes. But here's the thing. There are certain things that are natural. And by trying to control them, you're disrupting the balance of the universe. So in many ways, it's almost like a kind of colonialist thinking to try to make your shits a certain way when that's not the way God made them. Well, I love it. Here's why fiber regiments are actually colonial <laughs> marks of a colonizer. Hey, why not? Why not? Dan, how do you feel about everything I just said? Well, you know, I haven't, I haven't upgraded my toilet in, in some time. Um, it's funny at some of these. Well, here's a recent story. I guess I don't know if I clogged the toilet or like what. I'm not gonna blame myself for it because uh, you know it's probably it's probably your fiance. It's probably my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, like we had to call the plumber and uh, the plumber came over and he was just like, "Listen, uh, you guys are gonna have to buy a whole new toilet. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to keep coming back here every couple of years." And I was just like. <laughs> uh see you in two years then i guess I'm like, yeah like couple years like yeah that's fine like, that sounds like a working toilet yeah, yeah like yeah. you can come every couple of years i'm not gonna buy a new toilet you psycho <laughs> but uh but like toilets they've been like i stayed at an airbnb recently and this toilet was like insane it was like 
heat regulate, like, you know, had the heater, the heated seats and like could sense when you were sitting on it mm-hmm. and had like, you know, I, that felt a little too far to me. I, I almost like sitting on a warm toilet seat. It like, even though I know it's artificial, it still feels like, you know. Yeah. You're like, so, did someone pee on this? Yeah. yeah. Someone just got done taking a nice Rare. long shit yeah. on this toilet. Oh yeah. It's, you never like to, to sit on a toilet and have it feel like the previous user. Yeah. I, I like a nice 40, 40. Yeah. It should be the same temp as my fridge. Keep it at a nice, you know, 39, 40 degrees. And yeah. that's, that's what, that's how I want that toilet seat. They should make a toilet seat that you can detach and put in the refrigerator. So it's chilled. <laughs> You know, they should make a toilet that actually doubles as a fridge and you can cool some Diet Cokes in there. And then, you know, when you need to take a shit. Sometimes I'll be taking a shit and, you know, a nice carbonated beverage would would go nice. Exactly. And then you can reach between your legs and take one out. Um, I I think that the mechanics of toilets also, I think, point to the straightness of the whole endeavor because it's like basically like, the kind, the kind of urban planning necessary to create like a functioning toilet ecosystem is very like that. That's like the root of Western civilization is like, that's what cities are built around. Cities are basically built around waste management, right? Is that's sure. like the number one thing that like makes a city function. You can't just have shit everywhere. Well, New York city is proving you can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's my biggest issue with the, my biggest issue with literally all of New York city, Uh lack of bathrooms. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the concept of a public bathroom again is something that is queer because it is saying (laughs) this is a communal space. Anyone can come shit. Whereas the straight impulse is to privatize shitting. Now, would you you gotta be a customer? You gotta buy, you gotta buy a a bottle of water from Starbucks. If you want to shit. I think a a porta potty though, that's like as straight as it gets. Yes. Agreed. That's a hundred percent true. Not just because I like associate them with like construction sites and whatever, but just, you know, I mean, if we're saying the straightness of shitting is mostly linked to the smell, I mean, that's where (laughs) it really like is crazy how much the water in a toilet will neutralize the smell because like, you know, when you're in a porta potty, you smell it right away. Like even with the, you know, the commode, when I had the shit in the living room, Mm -hmm. you just smelled it so much so much more and it's just water just really cuts that gotta uh, give it up for water for sure we're cutting the stench cutting the stench <laughs> i a porta potty is also like yeah there's no way to there's no way to queer the porta potty like i do think no you can't <laughs> like even like a public restroom there's like a history of cruising and gay sex and public restrooms you're absolutely but right yeah there is no way to have gay sex in a porta potty that is at all enjoyable. No, the, uh, the porta potty is kind of, it really is one of the ultimate symbols of heterosexuality. Like, the, so, I mean, it's, it's so anti aesthetic. There's, there's no, it has no redeemable qualities. It's like, you know, you try to reclaim everything, you try to queer everything, that, and then you bump up against the porta potty and you're like, I can't, I don't have a way in here. You could also argue it just like is a non functioning tool. Like, it's like, it's like a porta potty. There's got to be a way to revolutionize porta potties where it doesn't stink horribly. Like it, it, 
like yes you're allowed to shit in it but it doesn't seem like it's good for taking shits in like there has to be a way to make a porta potty that is like effective in like disposing of waste that isn't the nastiest thing like i think shitting on the ground would actually be better in most cases yeah next time i see a porta potty i'm gonna look at it and be like i don't think so and then shit on the ground right next to it I'm going to pull a Man. Trevor. Is that his name? Well, Here's yeah, the thing. Trevor. You know, Dan, a big part of this podcast is talking about it while we make it. And I and I can't help but feel like we need to do a little check-in of like, how do you feel like the listener is doing right now? Like, we, we, we've really put it all on the line. I mean, how do we feel about how this is going? I feel like maybe that the listeners have like been inspired to take a shit while listening. That, that would be my goal for this is like, mm-hmm. if you listen to this while shitting that's probably like if you're not shitting now pause this immediately wait until you have to take a shit and then press play and yeah that's kind of and i just want to say if you're not like i just want to say if you're not shitting this isn't for you yeah (laughs) you can't critique this episode unless you're currently shitting yeah unless you're shitting this is for a specific community and that is people who are currently shitting and if that's not you then like it's not our job to educate you like read a book go to the public library go take a shit go take a shit (laughs) i feel nausea at like the lowest level at this point in the recording I would say I feel it's tough because I there is something about the subject that, as I said, I do think in some ways it is the last taboo because it is the thing that like it is what people consider to be like the lowest form of comedy. So then by doing it, I mean, there's a rich history of like shit based comedy that is radical. I'm thinking of like divine eating the dog shit in pink flamingos like I'm thinking of like you know, various other stunt based, you know, I'm thinking of Paul oh, Rudd shitting at UCB, for instance. The bridesmaids diarrhea scene. The bridesmaids diarrhea scene. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it is the most base level, dumbest possible thing. But then that is the reason why you have to embrace it and you have to try to elevate it. Yes. It is the ultimate challenge to make shitting palatable. I will say, I think like, as disgusting as shitting is, I think vomiting is grosser to me you know what i mean like if someone said I agree. you have to here's a here's a garbage can full of shit here's a garbage can full of vomit oh, like, oh my god damn. you have to you have to put your head over it and breathe in for 10 seconds no. i'm going shit every time oh no. god i'm gonna hurt See now this, this is, getting, this, is, this, is this was so to me bad. like th- now i'm like now now it's really hit it's all hitting me <laughs> this is such a gross episode it's kind of crazy um, <laughs> but I'm also sorry to even shame you for like bringing up that example. Like, no, you're because, right because you are right, and you also you are right to not play it safe and to bring up the image of a bucket of shit <laughs> and a bucket of vomit because that's what this is about. Like, we have to go deep. We have to, yeah, we have to talk about these challenging uh, topics, and uh, a lot of other podcasts don't have the yeah the balls to do so. No, no, <laughs> or the that. yeah. So Sam. How are you feeling? I feel nauseous. Yeah, I would say I do too. (laughs) In a very genuine way. And that's kind of, I guess, good. Like, I think it is good that in this episode, it wasn't like pretending to talk about shit. Like it Mm -hmm. was genuinely talking about shit. And because, you know, one of my least favorite things when people pretend to do the thing that they say they're going to do. I know, I know. But at the same time, if I were listening to this, I don't know, I might be like, 
well, I'm in a bad stomach space now. <laughs> yeah. If any, yeah. If anyone does like throw up while listening to this, <laughs> I feel like they should get some sort of swag, you know? If you yeah. throw up listening to this, DM us. We'll send you a tote. Yes, <laughs> we I we literally have totes that that are ready to be shipped. We will send you a tote if you threw up listening to this. Episode. But you have to show us a picture. No, throw up. <laughs> video video is preferable. But yeah, no, please don't send us video of you throwing up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everyone's gonna be trying to get that tote now. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't just we can't just take their word for it there's so many liars out there in the world i mean i wish there was a way for you know for us to preempt the throwing up so we could send a toad for them to throw up in but that's oh, just that not how nice. it works you're gonna have to reverse google image search every image you get to make sure these people aren't <laughs> cheating too yeah yeah that's right they didn't just find a, a, a photo of, of vomit online yeah well maybe it's one of those things where like we need you to show a picture of you vomiting but like holding like a pan from your house so that we know that you did it. <laughs> How would we know that it's a pan, that it's their pan? Well, just cause you, you know, like you just have to, the, I, I'm open for other options. Maybe your ID. Obviously, the other, obviously we, there, it needs to be a selfie where it's them like with the vomit and it's a selfie, but I don't know what they look like. Uh, I guess that's true. But I mean, in these times, you can kind of look someone up on Instagram and see if, you know, they've Instagrammed other photos of themselves doing other bodily functions. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think we got to as much as I can I, handle I agree. today. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy to push yourself to your limits. And I'm like, I don't think I've in this podcast before, like reached a limit like this. And it feels it feels really um, life affirming because I know more about myself. Yeah. It's cool to find a boundary. Yeah, finally. <laughs> have you, have you, you haven't found boundaries uh, previously on this podcast? Or what? Yeah, are I mean, there's some things like, well, you know, like I feel like yeah. we talk about other things that either make us uncomfortable or are private or something. And it's like, it generally is not a big deal to be. Yeah, nothing that's ways. like a, nothing that's like a visceral boundary, like yeah. stuff that's like, well, I don't really want to like talk about my, that thing on this public platform just because that's private but not like not like oh i can't talk more about this or i'll gag yeah and not in a good way <laughs> yeah, brother lock me up and throw away the key um damn dan i mean how are you like have we hit your boundary yet or are you like completely i don't know that talking about anything would like make me nauseous honestly if it, really you know yeah i think that I mean, if anyone's up up for the challenge, yeah, just you know, any listeners think they could get me to feel nauseous just through speech alone. Yeah. I would, I'd be interested to see what my boundary for that is. But yeah, please call Dan. Far- we'll put his number, phone number in the show notes. <laughs> just call him and start saying like the most disgusting things you can possibly imagine. Yeah, I'm curious to see if anyone, if anyone can do it. I, I don't know. I'm not too. I'm not too confident though. And well, it'll be able to do it. You know, I just have such an active imagination. When people say something to me, I can't help but see it and smell it and hear it. And They should have like, you know, open mic equivalents where the goal is like not to make people laugh, but to make people get sick, you know? I mean, you should literally host that. You should yeah. sit on stage okay. and host people talking about really gross shit and seeing if it makes you feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> should we do our final segment? Let's do it. <laughs> 
Okay, so Dan, our final segment is called Shoutouts, and we pay homage to the classic straight tra- tradition and give sort of a radio shout out to anything that we are enjoying. Um, you know, I think it's 2001, you're at TRL, and you're shouting back to your squad back home. So, George, do you have one? No. Okay. I will think um, of one. I'm sorry. I'm like, I actually, mine was going to be Pamela Anderson, and then I mentioned it already. I can do one. Okay. okay. This is a, I love doing, I love going first and making a hard tonal shift. Great. What's up, beautiful angels around the globe? I would like to give a huge shout out to the film Speed Racer. I rewatched this movie this week and it holds up and it is so good. And it was, you know, talk about art pop. This movie's weird as hell. And you think like you're watching it and you're like, this is too weird. I'm not going to, this is not going to connect emotionally at the end. Tears. I'm moved. This movie, it's some, finally someone's having some damn fun with a damn movie. Everyone's so serious. What happened to a little bit of fun? The Wachowskis? Oh, they're having a blast. And uh, if you haven't seen Speed Racer because you saw the ads for it when it came out and you thought this looks stupid, you were tricked. It's actually really good. And everything that looks stupid is a stylistic choice. And it is um, a stunning movie and um, maximalism at its best. XOXO, Sam. Wow. George, are you mad at me for that one? No, I've heard I've heard Speed Racer is good. I can vouch for it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I'm just, I really, it is difficult to like get out of the shit mindset. I will say, I know I was going to do like I, a if you saw anything in my like, face, no. I wasn't reacting to what you were saying. I was just being like, think about anything other than shit, anything other than shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe we could get, make the shit mindset. Can we can make that the new like billionaire mindset? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Get out there and take a big shit today, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and get it. <laughs> Stink uh, that stink that restroom up. <laughs> oh um, god. Man, I'm I'm really I'm really struggling. Okay, okay. You've got this chica. I know. I'm sorry. I, I'm <laughs> I'm literally so all I can think about is shit. Everyone in the audience, start chanting. Yeah, you've please got start this chanting. girly. You've, you've got, got this girly. girly. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. You got this. this is so difficult. You got this. This is okay. like me trying to do a front flip off a diamond. This is board. this is actually crazy. I've never I've never had this kind of um mind block before here we go <laughs> dan oh do you god. have one? Oh my god yeah i, I could go next okay okay right. dan go for need it. some time to think this is yeah. unprecedented Sorry. I, this is literally uh, unprecedented no yeah uh i just want to give a shout out to cds i've been listening to cds lately i bought a cd player the other day and um yeah, you know, just started getting back into CDs. You know, it's kind of like that. You know, there, there's, there's vinyl records, and you know, you could try to, you could buy a vinyl record for you know twenty five dollars or something, or you could buy a CD for like four. And um, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm just, I'm just gonna buy the CD. And I've been doing that for a couple weeks now, and it's been going good <laughs> so far. I got like maybe like twenty. 25 cds and um my collection is just beginning so nice yeah the thing was, i do, I, I found a box and it had like four or five cds in it and i was like yeah it's like it's gonna be gonna be my thing now for the <laughs> for the for, for the foreseeable future yeah but, uh, oh i love that tone a of thing. resignation <laughs> like yeah i guess yeah. Uh, i guess well i guess this is my thing now yeah all right so we'll um, see how long this lasts but cds wow okay love it uh okay (laughs) 
What's up, freaks and idiots, and also lovers and haters? I want to give a quick shout out to um, people who have catchphrases that are already phrases. So I'm thinking of, for instance, when who's that one queen whose catchphrase was "thank you"? Wait, was it Car- from this season? No, 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 no. Like old. She's also oh, thank I don't you. Know. Okay, well, anyway, like having your catchphrase be thank you, or for instance, our dear friend Charlie Bardet, his catchphrase is no problem. <laughs> And I just think the power of it's kind of like if you're, uh, you know, if your name is, uh, you know, Margaret and you decide to go by a single name, despite the fact that it's a common name. It's a it's a form of confidence that I really wish I wish my catchphrase could be, you know, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great. So that's it. My shout out is for catchphrases that are already existing phrases. And that's all you're going to get tonight, folks. Woo! Well, I'm sorry this um, discussion broke your brain and and it made really, you forget it really did. Who you are? That I uh... you're officially shit pilled now, George. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, um, Dan, give Eliza our best. Tell her we're upset with her because of how she's treating you, and to get some really high platform heels. <laughs> Can I? Should I yell to her now? Sure. Uh, she's in the other room. Yeah, get her. Get yeah. Should I get her ass in here? That's yeah, really much? quick. I think this would be okay. Good. Hold on one sec. <laughs> Wait, Sam. I just want to say it's Tatiana. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Wow, this is. <laughs> She's on her way. <laughs> okay, great. Here she comes. All right, just take a seat. Okay. I just want to tell you something. Hi. Hey, Eliza. Hi. Uh, um first of all is it true that um you wouldn't let dan go to morbius go to where morbius oh (laughs) it's true i didn't want him to go do you feel like you made the right decision do i um not necessarily (laughs) no I, I mean, I don't actually feel like I made the right decision, but at the same time, I didn't feel like it was necessary to go see Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you see it? Yeah, like- it was. It, I would say it's one of the most necessary pieces of art in the last 10 years. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks it looked really bad to me, in my opinion. So you but were I'm like, also- you know, why? Why risk your life for? What kind of a movie of the movies that are out right now? Which one do you think you would have let him go see? Hmm. Let me think. <laughs> or, or you know, not out right now, but like in the past couple of years, like in yeah. the past, like yeah. Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only movie I'd let him see in this in that situation. Okay. Well. Well. Answer my question. Yeah, <laughs> that was incredible. Well. Thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, Dan said a lot of really revealing things about you on this episode. Yeah. So, um, did he really? He really did. Yeah, he really kind of went off, kind of was, unprompted. I mean, we were like, yeah, right, you know, we like, get it. Yeah. Like, we get it. It was like we we like Eliza. Like, could you not do this right now? And oh he was like, no, God. no, I gotta get this off my chest. Wow. And it was like, yeah, I was really messed up. Is the episode gonna come out before the wedding? It comes out the day of the wedding. <gasps> Oh my god! Well, we're gonna premiere it live at the wedding. 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 (laughs) Okay, so will I have time to say no if the episode is too much? So the priest is—it's a priest. I'm I'm assuming you're a hyper-religious wedding. The priest is gonna say like, and now if anyone would like to speak, uh, and then no one's gonna speak up, and he's gonna like, not yet. First, let's listen to this episode of Stradio Lab, and then we'll decide if anyone needs to speak or forever hold their peace. (laughs) 
Oh, that's perfect. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it at my wedding. <laughs> I think, and you know, you don't know, um, you know, you don't yet know what the topic of this episode is, but once you hear it at your wedding, you'll realize it's the perfect tone to set um, oh, okay. when you're trying to create like a really beautiful uh, environment for all your loved ones. Oh, I can't wait. You think everyone will love it? It'll be for kids. Too? I think it'll be a crowd pleaser for sure. Yeah. And especially for kids. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Kids will seat it up. We, <laughs> yeah. Well, we had kids in mind. I mean, we knew this was going to be played at a wedding. So, you know, we like, they're a little, you know, we, we sing the song from Encanto. <laughs> you know, we do something kind of for the children. Oh, perfect. I can't wait. I'm yeah. really yeah. happy. Thank you guys for being so thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Of course. Anytime. And that's our, and that is, just to be clear, our wedding gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can't afford anything yet. Um, so this is that. Okay, that's great. Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted, honestly. Well, perfect. Because <laughs> that's all you're getting. Um, <laughs> um, well, um, I think we sh actually should wrap up. But yeah. I, Okay, um, I'll let you guys talk to Dan. You literally don't have to. If yeah, we can you, wrap up with, <laughs> with, with you, you if mean, that's fine. I'm already really enjoying this. Uh, <laughs> Part, you know, this part is really incredible. Yeah, it's really great. Okay, this um, has been fun. Thank you so much for, for doing the pod, honestly. <laughs> thank you for joining us. This has been a blast. Yeah, this um, is so nice. And tell Dan thank you for mm -hmm. us. Um, okay. And I guess uh, if you, you can tell him if he wants to say any last words, he can say, say his sign off if he wants to. Okay, I'll let him do that. Dan, you want to say your sign off? Uh, Sure. He does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, Eliza. Okay, so my sign off is just uh, what the heck? Nice, uh, nice. Kind of like George. I know that. I know. You oh, that's that, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like your yeah, catchphrase. That's, that's like an already a phrase. Yeah. What the heck? Oh, that's great, Sam. What would yours be? No thank. Nope, that's already one. Okay, hold on. Yours is kind of sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, because that I'm already sheesh. was a thing, but then you made it your own. I guess, but it wasn't on purpose. I like when people really well, whatever. Let's not get into it. Um, okay. <laughs> suddenly, I'm like really like okay. Hold on, time. Yeah. Um, All right. But okay, for real though, Dan. Yeah. Thanks for doing the pod. And Dan, it's been a blast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for opening uh, up. Thanks for letting me pop off. This has been so fun. Uh, yeah, can't can't wait to hear. Can't wait to hear this. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for the reception. Yeah. The wedding reception at your wedding. We're going to play this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Bye-bye.